This episode of the Opie Radio Podcast, sponsored by Factor. Factor makes it easy for you to eat clean 24-7 with fresh, never-frozen, prepared meals that are so delicious, you wouldn't believe they're actually good for you. Head to go.factor75.com slash plans and use code Opie120 to get $120 off over your first five weeks of meals. Oh, I love that dirty water. Oh, Boston, you're my home. Uh, we got the Jennifer uh, Ferris. What's going on, Jennifer Ferris? How are you? You are first on the Facebook. Uh, oh, my God. They uh, they just started flooding into the room. You got Sven. What's up, Sven? And Tim McConnell. And OD. Yo, what's up, brother? You're first on the YouTube. It was a uh, a cold. Oh, my God. Alec Baldwin is here. Hi, Alec. All right, be cool, man. Big celebrity in the room today, Alec Baldwin. Hey, Alec, why weren't you arrested? Why didn't they bring you in for questioning, sir? Alec Baldwin's a dick. (laughs) Oh, that's right. I'm a snowflake and a libtard, so I can't say that. I forgot. I forgot. You can't say that if you're a snowflake or a libtard. You can't say that Alec Baldwin's a dick, but I know he's a dick. He used to come to my neighborhood for, let's just say, for something, something. And he hated people so much. And he didn't get bothered. He didn't really get that bothered. I mean, in my neighborhood, we've seen Yoko Ono walking around. In my neighborhood, we've seen Sean Lennon walking around. We've seen Keanu Reeves. We've seen Dustin Hoffman. We've seen uh, Rick Moranis. We've seen Ned Ryerson from uh, Groundhog Day. And uh, the only one that was truly, well, two of them were, were truly, truly bothered. That would be Yoko Ono. She walked from a movie theater down on, for the locals out there, uh, Lincoln, like uh, Lincoln Center over there, a uh, uh, little artsy theater. I went to an artsy film at this theater one day, and there's Yoko Ono and Sean Lennon. I'll be a couple rows from me and my now wife, and we're like, holy shit. And then I'm in the bathroom with Sean Lennon, and I didn't know what to say, so I didn't say anything. I wasn't gonna, I wasn't gonna like pull my back out by trying too hard. I didn't want to come in hot, so I just kind of made believe it was so cool that John Lennon's son is just hanging out, peeing next to me. And then they lived, uh, well, they still live at the Dakota or the or the Yoko does, and. Um, so we started walking back to where we lived at the time, which was 71st and Columbus, which is a mere block away from where John Lennon was shot and where Yoko Ono still lives. And the crowd of people that follow, just followed Yoko and Sean at, at a safe distance. But they're like, oh, my God, that's Yoko and Sean Lennon. we got to follow them. And I'm sure they're the type of people, especially with what happened in the past, they don't like that. <laughs> they, they don't like that. And then they're acting like they don't notice, but I could tell they did notice because it's their life, you know? And they're stopping in uh, a couple shops on the way back to the Dakota, and everyone's just kind of waiting. And, 
and mingling and making believe it's totally natural that they're just hanging out on the sidewalk as Yoko went into like a store. Here's Doggy. Doggy, say hi. Oh, you want to lick? Oh God, you smell like you smell like diarrhea, man. What are you licking? Oh, you're licking it now. Oh my God, we got to throw him in the shower this morning. So, with all the celebrities that uh, come to the neighborhood or live in the neighborhood, Yoko Ono, when she used to walk around, uh, rumor has it she doesn't do much walking these days. Uh, people absolutely followed her and were starstruck. And most of the celebrities that walk around, most people don't even care. They don't even notice because they're too busy being in, in their own heads. Let me uh, catch up with the comments here. Hold on. And then... Um, the other person out of all them, Dustin Hoffman didn't get bothered. Oh, I, we've seen Sally Field eating at a at a sidewalk uh, cafe outside. Um, oh, it's just uh, Mr. Kane and Rocks. You know what, Mr. Kane Rock, Rocks? I'm going to give you I'm going to give you some big advertising space on the uh, the big screen. And thanks for the twenty dollars, my friend. I'm leaving you up there for a while. But the other person that uh, people were freaking out about was Keanu Reeves. And we only saw him once. I don't know why he was up in in my neighborhood, which is the Upper West Side of Manhattan. But he was walking Columbus Avenue one day, and he was in a long black trench coat uh, for real. I don't know why. Maybe he had an appearance. I have no idea because I can't, I can't imagine that Keanu Reeves is actually walking around like he's in the Matrix. But he absolutely had a long, I, I think it was a black like leather coat on. And he was just slowly walking um, Columbus Avenue, and people started freaking out. And uh, uh, people behind registers at all the shops on Columbus Avenue, they're like, fuck this. And they ran out um, onto the sidewalk just to watch the guy walk by. I've never seen anything like it in my life. And I've lived in New York since 2000. When did I get here? Like 2002-ish, 2003? Um Meaning, uh, you know, I was commuting from Long Island, but then finally got a place in uh, New York City around 2003. It was after 9-11. No, 2002 then. 2002. Um, And I've seen so many celebrities since uh, living in New York City full time. And those are the two, man. Yoko Ono, people freaked out about, and Keanu Reeves. So, long story short, Alec Baldwin, who's in the, uh, the chat right now. Oh, by the way, cheers. From my local brewery, by the way, cheers. It's a good beer, Montauk. It's the last of the pumpkin ales. I like this one because it's not too pumpkin-y. Just a little little taste, just to keep everyone honest, okay? But Alec Baldwin, um, back in the day, would come up into this neighborhood for uh, a certain thing. Let's just put it that way. (laughs) Let's just put it that way. Cheers. And he's such a dick and doesn't want to be bothered by anyone. I've told this story many times. But he would walk in the middle of Columbus Avenue. And Columbus Avenue is a pretty busy road here in Manhattan, especially around rush hour, you know, this time of night. Because he didn't want to be bothered by the people on the sidewalk. And it wasn't like people were coming up to him a lot. They definitely noticed it was him. But he's such a dick that he would walk against traffic in the middle of Columbus Avenue to stay away from the people. That's the type of guy Alec Baldwin is. Robin Williams never did our show. I used to see Robin Williams every once in a while in the park. He was a big bike guy. And I remember, actually, I can't, I can't oversell it. I think it was only once. 
But um, in Central Park, you you do the loops. And this was when they still had a lot of the cars. For the most part, they've kicked the cars out of Central Park, which I love. And um, and then every once in a while, you had to stop at a light, which sucked when you're trying to get laps in, in in Central Park. And I stop at this light, and I look to my right. I'm dressed like a, uh, like a schlub. I don't have any of the gear. I don't do the Lance Armstrong uh, fucking bike gear at all. But know who did? Robin Williams. He was dressed to the nines right next to me. And I'm like, holy shit, holy shit, that's Robin Williams. Holy shit, holy shit. And I wanted to say something. I wanted to say anything. And by the time I got my shit back together, the light turned green and he took off. And that was it. That was it. Never officially met him. Never talked to him. Nothing. But I was at a stupid red light once in uh, in the middle of Central Park, and we were both on our bikes. That's my Robin Williams story. Cancel culture is back. No shit. The latest is, it's not an actual cancel culture, but did you guys hear about the M&Ms? They want to be what? The M&Ms want to be more inclusive? And I'm like, what was the problem with M&Ms? So they're redesigning the little M&M characters? I just thought it was stupid candy. I, did, I didn't know I was getting some kind of social message. And then I didn't even know until today that the green M&M is like slutty. Did anyone else know the green M&M was slutty? It had, I guess, go-go boots on. So now instead of having the go-go bo- boots and looking slutty, they, they put her in like, uh, I think, leggings or pants and sneakers. Did we really need to do this? <laughs> And if you if you want to talk uh, inclusive, uh, wouldn't you just get a bag of Skittles? I mean, Jesus, leave the M and M's alone. They're not bothering anybody. I'm convinced at this point. I really am convinced at this point that they just get together in an office and they're just fucking with us. I think they're just fucking with us. What can we do next? Let's start a thing. Let's call the press and the media because they'll lap up anything. And let's tell them that uh, the M&Ms are a problem. I, I, I got to think that they're just laughing at us in some dumb room somewhere. Like, all right, let's see if they bite on this. Uh, do you think Joe Rogan and his cheese have slipped off his cracker over the past two years? Seems like things have changed. I think so. I think he's uh, uh, dipping... Uh, he used to dip his toes into conspiracy, but now I think he's jumping in the deep end with that shit. It's working for him. You know, there's an audience for that. Some of these guys placate to the uh, the audience. He knows he gets a lot of ears on uh, the conspiracy thing. But, yeah, I think Rogan has uh, slipped a little bit. He's believing in some wacky shit these days. Still entertaining is what I hear. Uh, official channel with uh, $10. Thank you, brother. I'll tell you right the fuck now, and most of you, you know, a lot of you, a lot of you have uh, doggies. This money that you gave me tonight is going to go to the vet. I already know it. Because they're already like, oh, I think it might be parasites, or oh, I think it might be worms. And me and my wife are like, ka-chang, 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 ka-chang. We already know. I got a neighbor out at uh, the ocean. He wanted to put his dog down, but he has, uh, I can't keep track because there's so many 
kids running in and out of his house. But I think he has at least four daughters. He might even be watching right now. One of my friends out there. He comes to me. He calls me Greg. He don't give a fuck about any of this stuff. Like I told you, there's a lot of people that truly don't give a fuck about any of this stuff. They'll say stuff like, how's that uh, that thing you do? <laughs> that thing. But um, his dog ate a bathing suit, not once, but twice. And both times it cost him something like close to close to 10000 in operation. And it happened twice. And he leans over. His daughters are playing in the ocean. My kids are playing over here, you know. And, and they also have cousins coming in and out of that house. And he goes, uh, Greg, I want to put the fucking thing down. It's costing me a fortune. <laughs> That's got you, man. There's no doggy uh, medical insurance. There, we don't got that. It's all out of pocket. More nonsense in a moment, but look at me. I got a new sponsor to the OP Radio podcast. I want to welcome Factor to the show. Head to go.factor75.com slash plans. Use the code OP120 to get $120 off over your first five weeks of meals. It's a new year and I'm back in action. I'm a mover and a shaker, baby. And I've got things to do and people to see, and I don't want to spend time in line at the grocery store. Oh, hell nah! And I don't want to be hunched over a stove. So guess what? With Factor, I'm not doing either of those things. Factor makes it easy for me to eat clean 24-7 with fresh, never-frozen, prepared meals that are so delicious, you won't believe they're actually good for you. They sent us so much stuff. What did I have? I had a chicken dish. I had a salmon dish. I'm like, how is this healthy? It tastes like a cream sauce, but it is healthy. My favorite was the uh, stuffed pepper with some kind of meat dang and some spices all day long. Here's the deal. Factor saved me time by delivering chef-crafted meals to my doorstep, eliminating the hassle of grocery shopping and meal prep, not to mention cleanup. No dishes to wash here. Each Factor meal arrives pre-prepared and ready to eat in two minutes. That's even faster than ordering in. And this is right in my wheelhouse. Tasty, but healthy. And they got plenty of meals to choose from so you don't get bored. Factor also offers vegan and veggie meals, cold-pressed juices, smoothies, energy bites, plant-based bars, extra protein, veggie sides, and more to keep you fueled and focused all day long. All right, check it out for yourself. Head to go.factor75.com slash plans. Use the code OP120 to get $120 off over your first five weeks of meals. Once again, code OP120 at go.factor75.com slash plans for $120 off. Um, and then I took Doggy for a walk, and uh, he's got a little stomach bug. Um, so he was, he was blowing, uh, shit water out of his ass. There's no other way to say it. You you can't sugarcoat that. And my wife warned me yesterday when she took doggy for a walk, she said that it was, it was just flying out like a hose. I'm like, there's no way. So sure enough, um, I took him for a walk and the same thing. And he's been just laying around and I know where he got it from because I was walking, uh, doggy two nights ago. And uh, this gay couple, and this uh, this couple, you know, they were little, 
they weren't nice. And my dog started uh, sniffing their dog, and and I thought they just didn't want any any visitors. They go, our dog has a stomach bug, so if if you don't mind, this is how they tell me. So if you don't mind, my dog don't know that shit. My dog just wants to get some sniffing in, you know. But if you don't mind, just like that, and as soon as someone says, if you don't mind like that, oh boy, do you mind. So I'm like, come on, doggy, and I drag him away, you know? Sure enough, he got sick like uh, 36 hours later, so I think they were telling the truth in the end, that their doggy had some kind of stomach virus, and I think he gave it to my dog. So we've been dealing with that. He puked a little this morning. I feel so bad for him. He's just laying around. Uh, he's not really eating. Uh, but he can't shit anymore, man. I mean, pure water coming out of the dog's butt, and we're just cutting his fur like this over and over again to get uh, some of the goodness out of his fur. <laughs> oh, my God. I just gave myself the, the, the hiccups. Can you give a dog Pepto? I don't even know. And then people are like, well, oh, why don't you, uh, why don't you get a cat? It's a lot less work. Why don't you get a cat? And I, I said, cats are fucking evil. What do you mean cats are evil? Well, first of all, I had two cats. I was the one feeding them every single day but any chance they got they would try to claw at me especially when I was naked they loved trying to claw my balls and the other thing that makes cats uh, evil when an old person dies and they got a dog and a cat guess what the dog will go in the corner and start mourning almost like a human being and get really really depressed you know what the cat does it starts chewing your face because it's hungry so fuck cats that's what I say If you think I'm making this up, so in the Google search, just put cats eat lady or woman. Cats eat woman. Oh, look at this. Decomposed body of elderly woman found partly eaten by her cats. Uh, Capture a quick note. Get started. I don't want to get started on a quick note. What did I click on? All right. Police in Spain have found the body of a woman who had been partly eaten by her cats. The elderly woman, named by Spanish newspaper El Mundo as Clara Inez Tolban, something like that, from Madrid, was discovered in her apartment on Monday with dismembered upper body parts. She was surrounded by five pet cats that had also died, according to reports. Two more cats were found alive. So basically... You know, if you die in your house alone, the dog is going to leave you alone. The cat eventually will start eating your fucking face. Oh, man, dudes. I, I, I just discovered a uh, uh, an app. I think it's on TikTok. It is creeping me the fuck out. Basically, this app, if you're not a TikToker, basically, uh, you know, you pop on this uh I guess it's a, no, I guess they're called filters technically. So it's a filter on TikTok. I, f- I forgot the name of it. If anyone knows the name of it, please let me know and I'll put you on the big screen. Take your camera and the filters in place and then you focus on any picture in your house, any. And what people are doing on TikTok, you know, people got pictures of people that are long gone. In my case, I got a picture of my dad in this house. It's literally the last picture I ever took of my dad. And it was right before I was going to get back on radio. I was uh, showing him that I was going to be on Sirius XM. And he knew how much I suffered in that two, almost two and a half years off the radio. 
So uh, I was showing him some stuff. Satellite radio was brand new. This was like 2004. And he was so happy. He was sitting in the living room of the house we, um, we were brought up in. And I took this picture, and you can just see he's so happy for me and relieved that I'm going to be okay because especially back then he knew how much radio meant to me. Oh, Pat, you've, you've used it? All right. Uh, I need the name so people could check it out for themselves. Um, I'm like, let me, let me try this fucking thing, you know? So I had the filter. I had my phone. This was just before I put the live stream on. And I, uh, I focused on this picture that I've had of my dad, the last picture that was ever taken of my dad, matter of fact. And his fucking face came to life. They make his eyes kind of move and blink a little bit. And the rest of the face moves a little bit. So it's not just his eyes blinking where you can see the rest of the face is frozen. His eyes are moving. His mouth is moving. And this picture that I've had uh, for, at this point, what, 17, 18 years in my house... And his face moves slightly. And just like Pat just said, it's super creepy. Holy cra- It's called photo animation. Thank you, Jennifer First. It is called that. Thank you. And I can trust Jennifer, obviously. Uh, it's called photo animation. And it creeped me out. And the only thing, it made this picture of my dad that I've had for 18 years come to life. And, and you could do it. You could see that it has a, a pattern. So you can tell that it's, you know, but I can only imagine what this thing's going to be in another year or two. Um, And the only thing is I'm like, it's so cool to see my dad smiling in a picture like this. But the smile was slightly off, but it was good enough where I'm like, this is fucking nuts. So creepy. So I guess it's a huge trend on, I think, TikTok. And people are using it to... um, to have uh, pictures of, of, of family members that are long gone come to life a little bit on, on their TikTok. Really fucked up, man. Artificial intelligence is uh, satanic, you think? We're totally going to get... Well, we're there now, right? We don't know what's real and what's fake anymore. That whole fake news thing, you know, you, you watch this news, I watch the other news, and we both think we're completely right and the other person is completely insane. So at this point, I think, I think we're there. We really don't know what's real or, or fake at, at this point, and it's only going to get worse. I just went back and listened to the Homeless Charlie bit, funniest half an hour of radio I've ever heard. Too bad you guys almost got fired for it. Yeah, isn't that completely insane? Homeless Charlie... When we were doing our show for uh, Sirius, oh uh, no, for XM back then. It was just XM back then. We had a studio on 57th Street. People hung outside the building every day, and we would pull people up. And then we we had uh, bleachers where fans could just come and hang and check out the show. It was fucking awesome. And this is why, and I have to say it, Sirius just fucking sucks. They took all the fun out of all of this. XM was the were the innovators. They basically told me when I got to XM, they're like, "Oh, we know you've been doing radio since you since you were 18." <laughs> and they said to me, "Everything you know about radio, throw it out the fucking window. We're doing things differently. Anything goes here." And I'm like, "God, this is so cool." And they gave us our own studio on 57th Street. 
We had security. We had metal detectors. We had a, 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 tr- a true glass box studio. It was a completely uh, a huge glass wall with uh, bleachers behind it. And if we were feeling it, we would uh, slide the glass uh, the glass wall away, and then the people could actually come in the studio. We'd move the whole um, bleachers right into the actual studio. It was a giant, giant space, and we were on to something big time. And then Sirius um, kind of merged with XM, and then Sirius... They were the stronger company, unfortunately, because they had Mel Karmazin and they had Howard Stern. So they basically said, we're going to do it the serious way and fuck XM. Fuck these guys for wanting to do everything completely different than, than uh, regular radio. So they got rid of all of the creative people. I mean all of them. And the people that were left in middle management especially were all a bunch of failed radio show hosts, a bunch of stiffs. And what they did to us... They said, look, we need you in the serious building. And I, I yelled and complained and really carried on. I'm like, we got something really good here. Why can't you guys come up here or we'll go down there for meetings? They're like, no, we need you in-house. So they took away our multi-million dollar facility. It was a facility. It was unbelievable. And they put us in that stupid, tiny little studio. And I'm here to say, besides all the issues me and Anthony were having... Uh, we obviously figured out a way to make it work. Uh, but that was the beginning of the end when they moved us into that serious building. They were basically saying, we don't give a fuck about XM and we don't give a fuck about you. And they threw us in a, just a crappy, tiny little, little studio. We couldn't let our fans up anymore. They had a, we had to give like 48 hour notice. So, you know, this, uh, spur of the moment crap that really worked when we were on 57th street where people would just show up every day hoping they could get in and check out the show live or just hang out on the on uh, on the uh, sidewalk and have fun out there. All of that went away. All of it. But anyway, Homeless Charlie was on the sidewalk. Uh, I forgot who was down there, but one of our guys would always go down to the sidewalk to see what kind of talent was out there. And this guy, Homeless Charlie, was beyond fun. I mean, his timing was unbelievable. He easily could have been a stand-up comedian. We bring him in. He just crushes it. But he had some, uh, I'm scared to even say the word, but he had some R jokes. Let's just say that. He had some R jokes. And anyone with a fucking brain, by the way, uh, would know that uh, the guy, A, was homeless. B, was trying to be funny. C, he was funny. Cancel culture came at us, I guess. I don't even know who started it. But all of a sudden... um, we were in deep trouble. And it was only on, um, this was only heard on XM. It was when we were doing both regular radio and satellite. We would split our time. That's a story for another day for the newbies. But basically, I remember I was walking and Eric Logan, who I love to this day, he goes, uh, he calls me. I, I pick up the phone. He goes, I know. We're suspending you for 30 days without pay. I'm like, what? He goes, hear me out. He stopped me immediately. So I knew this was deep. He goes, this is the best I could do. They want to fire your asses. You got to listen to me on this one. And he basically said, I don't, want, I don't want to blow up his spot. He basically said, look, it's out of my hands. I think it's bullshit, but I just fought for you guys, and this was the best I could do. So sit out the 30 days. We're telling everyone you're not getting paid, but of course you'll get paid. Um, and I was so mad because, because the guy was just trying to be funny. And then the weird thing was that K-Rock, that was the other entity we were working for at the time, 
they were like, hey, man, you didn't do it on our air. So, you know, we're not going to suspend you. So we welcome you to continue doing your show. And then for 30 days, I guess it was, or something like that, um, the Opie and Anthony show was not heard on XM because of Homeless Charlie. And they really wanted to fire us because um, Eric Logan was uh, one of the guys that really believed in us and the show. Really believed in me personally, too. I must say that. He's always been in my corner. Um, but he's like, dude, man, there are people here that don't like you guys at all. But they understand why you're important to the company. Anyway, that guy brought up Homeless Charlie. But that's uh, that's basically uh, the story. Getting fired for a homeless guy being hilarious. Um, and obviously doing what most people would consider stand-up material. All right, give me a minute to talk about HelloFresh. When I want to cook, I use HelloFresh. Know why? No trips to the grocery store, wandering around trying to find all the ingredients. Know why? Because I don't know how to pick a recipe. They make picking recipes easy, and they send you all the ingredients all nice and pre-measured. And then you sit in your kitchen, and you're like, I'm a chef now. Look at me. I've been with these guys a while now, man. They started out as a sponsor. You know by now. Now I'm just a customer. If you want to check it out, go to HelloFresh.com slash OP16. Use the code OP16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. Wait, you still don't know what HelloFresh is? Oh, my God. With HelloFresh, you get farm fresh pre-portioned ingredients, and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store. Count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. And that's why it's America's number one meal kit. HelloFresh is 72% cheaper than a restaurant meal of the same quality. And you could save, on average, over $65 per month when you order HelloFresh instead of grocery shopping. How about that? They got the variety, they got the flexibility, and yes, of course, they got desserts. Relax. Once again, check it out for yourself. Go to HelloFresh.com slash OP16. Use code OP16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. I love these guys. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. Um, let's see what we got going on here on the uh, the big screen. Let's put Ryan Katsu Rivera Gave me $4.99. So, honestly, I'm just going to read his comment cold. He says, everything about getting into bird watching. When I lived down south, we would always see the bird, which is the bald eagle. I, I hate bird watchers. But I do appreciate a, a, a good soaring bird. And, and the eagles certainly know how to soar. They know how to soar. Oh, my God. my arm, What happened to my arm? Where's my muscle tone? This is the first time I'm wearing a T-shirt in uh, in months, and uh, it's it's a bit disturbing, man. What happened to my muscle tone? I I, I pride myself in trying to stay in decent shape. My goodness, but um, all those buildings you see behind me—they all have telescopes. They're uh, they're all equipped with telescopes, and um, you'll you'll look out this window, uh, especially the building right next to me, which is uh, right there, as you can see. Not a, not a drape or a shade to be had on that entire side of the building. People don't give a fuck and they walk around in their uh, apartments completely naked. And that's why, that's why everyone has telescopes in New York City. So they could, you know, do a little, uh, little peeping. 
They don't got they don't got those telescopes so they can look at stupid birds. Hell no. Although I don't know if I ever told you this, but um, I'm almost on the top floor of this building. Almost. It goes up another. I don't know, maybe 50 feet, something like that. And I've been on the roof. The maintenance guys, you know, they're not supposed to let the residents on the roof whatsoever because they probably are worried that they'll just fucking jump because they've had it with this damn city. I've been up there a couple times. And the creepiest thing, first of all, there's no real railing. So when you're looking over the side, um, you're up against like a, like a brick wall that's barely to your belly button, which is really, really creepy. But the other thing I've seen on the roof of this building is a lot of dead carcasses of animals. Most you can recognize. You'll see, you'll see like rat skeletons. You'll see squirrel skeletons. Then you absolutely will see some skeletons that you're not sure. You're not sure what kind of critter it is. Sometimes you think, is that possibly... One of those yip-yap dogs. Is it possibly a cat? I saw the skeleton of your career. (laughs) What happens is uh, New York City has a lot of hawks, especially up and down this Hudson River. And what happens is they they swoop down. I got to get my friend Chris, a.k.a. Fish Guy Photos, on the... uh, on the uh, podcast again, but basically that they swoop down, I think close to a hundred miles an hour. They grab a critter and they feed on the roofs of all these buildings in New York city. I had no idea. And that's what you'll learn when you go on the roof of one of these really, real, really tall buildings. They, they take their prey to the top and feed on the roofs of these damn buildings. Oh my goodness. Oh, <laughs> not, I'm not, you just distracted me. I'm not, I, you must be a new, uh, a, a new person to the live stream. We've talked about it ad nauseum. Yes, I got, my kids say I, I, I uh, talk too loud when I'm on the live stream because they're not used to this version of me. I try to tell you that. I got a big one. Yes, I got a big one. Not that there's anything wrong with that, G.H., and I don't got one of those bendy carrots from the stupid commercial. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good down there. Um, so I hope that answered your question. Can I get you off the big screen, though? Oops, it doesn't want to show his granny arms. I'll get back. I am surprised at the fucking lack of muscle tone. I pride myself in being in decent shape. I've been, um, I've been going up and down these stairs in this building for the last two weeks, and I, I already lost like seven pounds in two weeks just by walking the stairs i think i gained like 15 at least 15 pounds during the uh during the shutdown uh by bringing in dice you brought in uh nero win and by bringing in dice you brought in norton i will never forgive you for that i hate jim norton Uh, it just it just shows you it just I'll, i'll tell you something today that i've been thinking about so my comfort zone growing up was uh basically mental illness because of my mom and so my comfort zone was to um surround myself with fucking twisted individuals i gotta be honest um not that there's anything wrong or not that there's everything i should say wrong with that because it certainly comes with some pros and it comes with a lot of cons the pros you get some unbelievable radio out of it but the cons you're you're literally hanging with crazy people 
I don't know if Jimmy's crazy, but I'll tell you this much, and, and it, it, it says a lot about my old character. Uh, I've had I've had to go through a lot of therapy, a lot of soul searching, a lot of Oprah's uh, Super Soul Sundays, a lot of uh, Eckhart Tolle uh, to really understand my my past. Just imagine this: you're a radio guy, you're you're doing a very successful show with this guy Anthony. You know everything's going well, and. You're introduced through Dice to this young comedian from Jersey, Jim Norton. He tells a story. That literally, this is our first impression. Dice is like, tell him about the, uh, I got to keep it kind of clean. Tell him about the, uh, you know, the lady of the evening and what she does to you with, their, with her logs on your chest. Jimmy proceeds to tell this insane story of a lady of the evening basically squatting over him and giving him a little treat right on his chest. And no, my first thought was, we have to get this guy on the show full time. <laughs> Not thinking, if that's his opening line or his opening story, that this is absolutely going to come with problems. <laughs> Jesus. Because, <laughs> you know, when you work on yourself a lot, you really got to, um, you really got to dig deep and, and, and try to find your responsibility in things. Um, people that have gone through like uh, personal growth or therapy, they understand exactly what I'm saying. So I've been digging th- deep lately, and I'm like, why did I welcome some of these fucking lunatics into my life? And then I realized because that w- that's my comfort zone. My comfort zone was, uh, you know, I was brought up uh, around crazy. So that didn't freak me out at all when it when it came a call and after after I left my. Uh, my parents' house, and I was out on my own. 